Aloha, my friends. Today, we're going to jump into a power tip episode on where to find cheap workbooks and curriculum for your kids that you can actually use in your homeschool, in your home. Even if you don't homeschool, you still can find some cheap ones. And I am not talking about Costco. (laughs) So we're going to jump right in to the episode. And uh, let me just start off with saying I love Costco. (laughs) I love their books. Sometimes they have some amazing books that I have already added to our library, but I'm not talking about those. Where I'm talking about finding some cheap workbooks and curriculum is at yard sales. And you're like, what? I'm like, yes, I have found many, many of our books our full, I actually found a full curriculum one time at a yard sale. I found a lot of workbooks that are maybe written in a little that we still was able to use all at yard sales. Some of them I've even found at thrift stores. So those are like two places that I always keep my eye out to see if there's something that could work in our homeschool. But before you go out and hit all these yard sales in your neighborhood and before you go to your thrift store and buy up all the things they have in their book section, let me give you a great list on how to prepare because you can get out of hand. Trust me from experiences, I have bought way too much curriculum before that has sat on my shelf and some are still sitting on my shelf that I just can't part from because I have bought it at such a great price and it still is a great workbook but I need to just come to terms that it's not working (laughs) in our homeschool life at this moment. So I'm going to give you a quick list of how you can prepare and set yourself up for success. Now I just wanted to make a disclaimer (laughs) just in case you don't know what type of homeschooler I am. I do not buy the entire box curriculum. I love to mix and match things in our homeschool because all my kids are very different and we love to mesh different types of curriculums, subjects. We love unit studies. So what I do instead is I create the big subjects. Like I do plans or unit studies or um, a schedule for the big subjects and topics. And then from there, I buy things to support it. Most of the time, I don't need a whole curriculum to support our topics. Instead, we can utilize many other things like the internet for one, (laughs) and two, we utilize a lot of the books we already have. So when I go to yard sales, what I'm looking for is more workbooks and other books that can support the topics that we are about to learn. So that's where this kind of homeschooling shopping comes into play. Now, if you are a total box curriculum person, you still can utilize this because you can use books that you find at the yard sale or at a thrift store to support your curriculum especially if there's a topic that you know your kids will love more of and the book that came with the box curriculum doesn't really go that much into it, this is where you can buy more like supporting books or supporting um, texts. This is how you can build your library 
on a great budget because that's one of the reasons why I love yard sales. <laughs> so let's go into the list that will set you up for success. I just wanted to make sure you understood how I use these books. All right. Number one is you're going to make a list, but what is going to be on your list is not just a list of books. The way I do it is I write down my kids' names and then next to their names, I write down the grade level they are currently learning at. And that is important because especially when you're homeschooling, you are allowed to give your kids different grade levels that support them at that point in time in their education. For example, my 12-year-old who is technically going to seventh grade now, for certain subjects, he is way past his seventh grade level. For other subjects, he's right at there. So I have to kind of keep track of which books I need at a certain grade level. A good one to give an example of is my two middles. So my eight-year-old, he is technically second grade going to third grade. Yes, <laughs> I have to remember this because that's one thing I hardly keep track of is their grade level. He's my second grader going to third grade, but for math, he's actually at a fourth to fifth grade level. And then for reading, he's at, I think he's at a fifth to sixth grade level. So for him, I'm looking at a totally different grade level versus what he technically is based on his age. My younger child, who is my middle child, who's younger than him, who is seven years old, he is going from first to second grade. He is right on par. <laughs> Everything that I get him is basically there. The only thing that probably I can push him a little bit more at is math. And that one is about second to third grade. So that is why on your list next to your kid's name, you definitely want to put what grade level they are at based on their learning. And also, if it differs from subject, then the other way you can do it is just write their name and then under their name, you'll have, for example, math. And next to math, you'll have the grade level they're at. If it's a science book you need and they're at a different grade level, then you write that grade level next to that subject. The next thing you need to also write down next to your child's name or around in their category is their learning style. So you need to know, are they a tactile learner, an audio learner, a video learner? Maybe they like colors or black and white. They want something more simpler versus something that is more eye-catching. Write those things down for yourself. And this is just a great list to have in general at all times. Because if you have more than one kid, <laughs> like me, then sometimes you have to really think about what type of learner are they. And this will help you when you're looking at books because you can have a great reference in your notes. And I have this all in my notes uh, page in my phone. And what I do is I reference back and I go, okay, my oldest likes this type of books. He's definitely going to be into this. Sometimes you'll get it right off the bat, but it's really simple to just have something to go back to. And that's why I like making a list. So that's the first thing you do. Make a list and you have your kids' names, you have the grade level they're at, at the different subjects that you're looking for, and definitely their learning style. The next thing you need is when you go to these yard sales, definitely check the books. <laughs> and you have to probably search for them. So I always look at a pile of books, and 
I see is there something that could be cool for my homeschool. I think one in general on our library, I mean, in our library, and then two specifically for a child. If there is, then that's what makes me grab the book. And then I start looking through it. I look if there's all the pages there, <laughs> kind of do a quick scan, look if there's anything written on it. And that doesn't deter me from buying it. If it's a workbook and maybe the kid only wrote in a few pages and majority of it is still blank, I have still bought it and utilized it and it has still been successful for my kids. Now, if it's way too much writing on it and it's still, and you can't like save it to the point where your kids might get distracted from the writing or they won't get enough of the workbook experience from it, then I just put it back down. But definitely look at the book itself. Look at what is in it. Open it up. Touch, feel it kind of thing. I, that's one thing I love about yard sales. And it's usually at a great price. We went to a yard sale this past weekend and I got an amazing steam book for my preschoolers. And that's my two youngest. But the best part about it is a lot of those activities I can use from all my kids. And I opened it up. Nothing was written in. It was all beautiful. I remember I was talking about Costco. <laughs> I love Costco. And this book came from Costco. I think it cost like $13. The tag was still on it. I bought it for two. Still in great condition. So those are things that I look for. I look for writing. I look for missing pages. I just looked at it's still a good book as a whole. Now, the last thing is before you go and collect all these books, because I have done that, I have brought home boxes of books from yard sales before and I didn't do this. So this is hopefully to get you to learn from my mistakes. You need to think about how will it fit into your homeschool, but more so how will it fit into your daily schedule and will it actually make your homeschool progress or will it hold it back? Like, are you now just filling your homeschool with all these little tasks that suck up time? Because that can happen too. I'm like, this is such a great book. It's only 10 to 15 minutes a day. I can definitely do it. But 10 to 15 minutes adds up, especially if you're buying a book for one child and then the next child and then the next child or for one subject and then the next subject. That now turns from 50 minutes to half an hour to another hour of your day. So really think about how is it going to fit into your daily schedule, to your homeschool and your life, and then you can buy it. <laughs> if you're not sure, like if you're like, well, I think it'll fit or not. That's one of the great things I do love about buying books from a yard sale. It really doesn't cost you a whole lot of money most of the time. Most of the books that I bought at yard sales cost between 50 cents to, I think the most I bought was like a $3 book. And even that is an amazing deal. So I hope that you can take all this and go out and find you some awesome books for your homeschool that will allow you to create an amazing library for your kids, but also an enriched education for them too. And if you have any other things you would love me to talk more about, the best place to contact me is on Instagram at Kawai underscore Aquin. That's at K-A-W-A-I underscore A-H-Q-U-I-N. All right, my friends, have fun yard sailing. 
Hey, mama friend, if this podcast inspired, encouraged, or gave you confidence to take action today, I would love for you to share it in your Instagram story. Tag me at Kavai underscore Aquin. Then drop it in a message to another friend who needs to hear it too. The biggest compliment would be for you to take a minute from your busy mama day and leave me a review and subscribe. I'm so grateful for you and I'd love to keep this conversation going. The best way to connect would be in my Facebook group, bit.ly slash H-E-M support group. Till next time, lots of aloha. Goodbye.